The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our gospel reading for today from Luke chapter 13, where Jesus says, Strive to enter through the narrow door. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It has become quite popular in political circles to use the phrase in name only to describe some candidates for office. The most popular use of this phrase is when Republicans see someone that has that R by their name on election night, but in their opinion does no longer vote or speak in ways consistent with the ideals of the party. They will call those people rhinos, Republicans in name only. In our text for today, a man asked Jesus a question. He asked whether the number of those being saved is few. Now, most scholars suggest that he was probably just asking a question that was often asked to Jewish rabbis in this day. He likely just wanted to hear how Jesus would answer and perhaps compare that to other answers he had heard. But Jesus really had no interest in giving answers to speculative questions about the nature of salvation. And so instead of answering that question, he told that man and all who were listening that rather than being concerned with the overall nature of salvation, they should be concerned about their own salvation. He told them that they should strive to enter the narrow door of salvation. After all, he went on to explain that there would no doubt be many on that last day who would believe that they would be saved and yet would not be saved. Now, truth be told, answers like that from Jesus can cause us a little bit of spiritual discomfort. We can begin to wonder whether we are one of those people who might be falsely confident of our salvation. After all, what could be worse than living your life believing that you are prepared for the last day, only to find out that that door has been closed and you will not enter in? Now, I could, as your pastor today, just assure you very quickly that you are not one of those people. But before I attempt to do that to those who are abiding in Christ, we must first take all of Jesus' words seriously. After all, Jesus is telling the truth. There will be some on that last day who will believe that they should enter into the heavenly kingdom, but will not be able to. Who are these people? Well, we can learn a lot about them based on what they say in our text. For when the door is closed to them, they argue back, We ate and drank in your presence, Jesus, and you taught in our streets. Yes, the people that are not let in the door are those who think that having some sort of minimal association with Jesus is good enough. It is those who might say something like this on the last day. But Jesus, my parents and my grandparents were involved in church, and I was even baptized there. Others might say, but I lived in America where there was a church on almost every corner. I even went to a few for funerals here and there. Or perhaps more common will be the people that will say something like this. Well, Jesus, I heard some of what you taught. I sought to be good and thoughtful about my life. Those are the people who will have the door shut in their face. Jesus promises they will be told by him, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, you workers of evil. Yes, those who want to be identified with Christ in some nominal way, but do not know him, will not enter. Only those whose whole life is wrapped up in Jesus will be able to enter. 
Now, at this point, we might all just want to take a collective sigh of relief that we are not those kind of people. Do you know what, though? All of us, at times, are tempted to settle into this kind of thinking about our Christian lives. We are tempted to get spiritually lazy, not really making our life in Christ our focus. We can become apathetic about the struggle against sin. We can become careless towards receiving the word and the gifts of Christ. Yes, instead of striving to enter through the narrow door, we can end up just expecting that door to be open wide for us whenever we decide to mosey on in. Now, we must be absolutely clear this text is not teaching us that we must do some sort of good works in order to earn our way into the heavenly banquet on the last day. In fact, the text makes quite clear the opposite. It makes clear that it is only the master of the house, Jesus himself, who can open that door. We do not and we cannot pry it open through our works. But our text also makes equally clear that we can end up not walking through that door if we choose instead to walk away from Christ in pursuit of one sin or another. It is important that we understand this clearly. We cannot earn the gift of salvation. That gift is given solely through Jesus Christ on the basis of his death and resurrection alone. But if we do not strive to abide in Christ and in his word in our daily lives, we can in the end fail to receive that gift. You cannot earn your salvation, but you can lose it. And so therefore Jesus tells his children, us included, that rather than seeking to be Christians in name only, we should strive to let the fact that we are in Christ influence every last part of our lives. In our reading from the book of Hebrews, some of the things that we can do in that regard are listed. We are told that we are to ever be engaged in a struggle against sin. And that means that we must let our sins be exposed by the word. We are to confess them to our God. And then we are to joyfully receive from Christ the forgiveness of those sins and the power of his Holy Spirit to walk apart from them. Hebrews also says that we are to strive for peace with everyone. Yes, everyone means everyone. It is not proper that those of us who rejoice that we have been reconciled unto God through Christ would go about our lives in a way that shows no concern for being reconciled one to another, especially with those we call brothers and sisters in Christ. Hebrews also says that we are to flee sexual immorality. We live in a world that encourages everyone to do whatever they want with their bodies, with whomever they want, at whatever time they want, regardless of if they are married or not. We are called to strive against such foolish advice and instead honor God with our bodies and speak well of marriage. In summary, perhaps the author of the Hebrews says that we are to strive for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. However, we know that holiness is not something we can just produce in and of ourselves. We know this both from what the scriptures teach and also from our own experience. And so striving for holiness means first and foremost remaining close to the Holy One Jesus, receiving his holy gifts and living within the Holy Christian Church. For the only way that we become holy is if we are made holy by our Holy Father, as he feeds us his Holy Son's body and blood and fills us with his Holy Spirit. 
Yes, we must be gathered to Christ and receive those gifts if we wish to be holy. But that truth even is not easy to hold fast to in our day. After all, an increasingly large amount of people will tell you that you don't ever need to gather around God's words and gifts with other people in order to be a Christian. Now, they are right, of course, that simply walking in a church door won't make you a Christian, but they are dead wrong in their understanding as well. For they do not understand that it is only as we gather around Christ's word and his gifts that we can be made a Christian and kept a Christian. Yes, as we come in faith to this place, the only one who can make us a Christian will fill us up with every good gift in order that we might be raised up to life as Christians. And receiving God's righteousness and holiness is not only a Sunday-only ordeal. We must also allow the word of Jesus to dwell in our homes during the week. And that is hard in a world that laughs at the idea that someone might actually take the initiative to turn off the TV or put down their iPhone or iPad for a minute in order to have devotions in their home as a family or as an individual. But again, if you do so, looking in faith to Christ, he will fill you and your home with the gifts of the Spirit. Strive to enter the narrow door. Because those who do not are falling away from Christ and the life he alone gives. They may still check the box, marked Christian, on the census form. But in the end, if they continue in that way, they will no longer know Christ, and Christ will not know them. Being a Christian in name only simply does not work because that is not the nature of the Christian life. No, the Christian life is a life lived out each day, already now, in expectation of the day when we will live out our life with Christ forever in that new heaven and new earth that the prophet Isaiah spoke about. Our world is filled with people that believe that they will somehow just coast into heaven but it will not happen. Not because Jesus does not want them to have that gift, but because they will not receive it. Oh, he wants them to have it. He died that they might have it. But if they will not receive it, he will let them walk right past that open door. So strive to enter the narrow door. For that door has been opened to you by Jesus. He opened that door when his flesh was ripped open upon the cross. He opened that door for you as the entrance to his tomb was opened to prove that he was no longer there. And he will open it for you when he opens the very skies on the last day to return to take you home. On that day, he will look at you who have abided in him and his word and say, I know you. I know right where you come from. I claimed you at the baptismal font. I spoke my words to you time and time again in your congregation and in your homes. I rejoice to see you gathered with all my holy people to eat the meal which I left for you until this day. Come and receive the inheritance that has been prepared for you. Come and enter the open door. Come and have peace, for you are mine. Amen.